You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Every single day I speak about the fourth industrial revolution just purely because I speak about companies like Apple and uh, Alphabet and, and Tesla. But the fourth industrial revolution may be passing Africa by, or is it? On the telephone now is Victor Vandenberg who represents a company called Aerobotics. It wasn't a very detailed introduction, Vic, but um, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about Aerobotics and the role that you play. Good morning, Lindsay. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure. Yes, certainly. Aerobotics is essentially a data analytics company who collects aerial imagery with multispectral cameras of farmers' orchards and then reports back to them um, very interesting, actionable data on a very easy-to-access web portal for where they can then investigate particular data points that might be of interest in their orchards. And this might include stressed areas um, in the orchard in terms of irrigation or stressed trees due to soil conditions or pests or disease. And also we are also able to map and digitize the entire farm. And my role essentially in all of this is to commercialize the business um, in North America and in Africa. Okay. Now, where was this technology initiated? I mean, who came up with it? Did you import the technology and then just adapt it to Africa? Uh, or, or is this a, a homegrown product? Oh, yes, it's entirely homegrown. Our two founders, uh, Benji Meltzer and James Patterson, started the business about six years ago now uh, in the in their backyard, essentially building drones, the actual fixed wings drones. Yes. But soon after did they realize that, you know, the opportunity wasn't so much in the actual hardware. It was all in the collection of data and interpreting that data. And so they moved away from the actual kind of construction of fixed wings drones and they went more into the actual AI and software end of collecting the data and then running you know high-tech um, AI models and machine learning software over the images collecting the data and then delivering it to the farmers. It's fascinating stuff, actually, because going off at a tangent, a company I'm involved with based in, in the port of Rotterdam started out as a company that has waterborne drones that collect rubbish. And um, that's, that's obviously fantastic as it stops it going out into the open ocean, which is such a contentious issue at the moment. But what we found is that people want data as well. They want water temperature. They want alkalinity and acidity of the water. They want to know the depth of the, of the water body uh, that we're in, because obviously silting is a very important important part of a port's life and so it goes on air quality as well so you found exactly the same thing at aerobotics correct correct it's all about data and the more farmers know the more interventions they can stage in terms of ensuring the health of their crops and as you know tree crops grow over a longer period and are, are slower in adapting to interventions than conventional broad acre crops like maize or wheat or barley so whatever um, actions you um, take you need to be very clever in terms of where how and how much and that's where our services are extremely useful for the farmer because we can show him images and interpret data in wavelengths of light that he himself cannot see it's very interesting as well because you whenever you think of farming in south africa you think of big beefy chaps of a certain type who 
go out in the fields in their tractors and everything, and it's very, very traditional. But um, this is obviously transforming a traditional industry into something that is still traditional but far more efficient. Exactly. I, I, I think the, the perception that um, we have about farmers and farming has changed in the last five to ten years extensively because farmers are now businessmen and no longer farmers. These um, operations that that we deal with are very large-scale, multi-billion dollar corporates that are running state-of-the-art technical services and software and equipment on their farms. And so collection of data um, is important to them because it moves the bottom line. And most of our customers are exactly that. They are businessmen. They want to see data. They want to action the data. And they want to see the results of their efforts. And we can measure that on on all levels. Okay, give me an example. So a farmer, a a large-scale farmer, comes to you and says, right, I've got 20,000 hectares of, uh, of citrus, for example, in, this, in near the Cedarburg. You make a proposal to him and uh, off, off the drone goes. Then what happens? What sort of data are you collecting? All right. So we essentially uh, report on two things, uh, particularly in the citrus industry. So one is that we report on, on the trees, the tree analytics. So essentially we count every single tree. We measure every single tree's health in terms of the amount of chlorophyll in the leaves. We measure every tree in terms of diameter and volume. And then we report this back to the client on whichever level he would like to see. May it be on a per tree level, on a, on a zonal or orchard level, or a high level farm level. So the drone would fly over the farm, collect the aerial imagery, and then those images would come back to us for processing. Our machine learning models then interpret the data, and um, between three and five days later, the data is um, visible for the farmer to view within his profile on our web-based platform called AeroView. So what the farmer can then do is, on an orchard level, he can view all these trees, he can do count every single tree that was flown, and he can view instantly what orchards have the most numbers of stressed or underperforming trees and which orchards have the highest performing trees. And then he can dive deep into those orchards. He can set scouting routes routes using our award-winning infield app to go and investigate why those areas are poor performing so that he can stage corrective measures. And then the second part of what we do is our our latest release, which is our citrus yield estimation tool, whereby we do a similar process, but our machine learning models actually measure and count the citrus, the fruit on the trees. And we're able to then report on the, the size distribution of the fruit that we saw, and we can make estimations of his is yield and fruit size distribution at harvest several months before that day comes. So you take three to five days to maximum to uh, analyze the data and then send it out to the farmer. Presumably it would take a lot, lot longer for him to go out in the field with his workers and say, right, go and count the trees, go and see which ones have got a bit of mold here and there. I'm being very simplistic, of course, but the time saving must be enormous for them. Yes, it, I think it's on three levels, uh, and we've done this in, in trials. We collect data in 20 times more samples than a farmer would and about 15 times faster. 
so you know a, a farmer would would especially a size farm like you mentioned which they are around um it would take several months to conclude a tree census never mind investigate every single poor performing tree whereas we can do about 200 hectares a day in flying and then three days to process so it just allows these very large corporate farms and the lot and even the small farms to scale we take that effort out of their hands and because we sample more trees than they would statistically speaking we will have a far greater sample of the health of the orchard very good and what's the take up been like because you talk about farmers being businessmen but there are certain people that are slightly more traditional and they may be skeptical of this new technology have you found resistance to it or has it been embraced um look we've had a, a mixed response I mean, like you said we there's late adopters early adopters and then everyone in between early adopters in terms of large corporate farmers that are using data at the moment um have signed up immediately and we've got three years worth of like relationships with them where we fly all their orchard every year and they've incorporated our software as literally a unit within their businesses um they are more traditional farmers that that I would say we spend a little bit more time in we we conduct trials and demonstrations but what we have seen is that these traditional farmers once we show them the benefit and then physically take them to these let's say poor performing trees in their orchards and prove the data to them um and they sign up they become lifelong partners and they start adopting technology into their farming practices more and more and more so it's actually a great journey that i've seen that we walk with these farmers um because we are actually showing them that data is not scary and the way that we present the data is actually very actionable and easy to interpret. What about other we've been speaking about trees what about other agricultural products for example wheat and maize and vegetables does your technology also work in in those in those particular areas? Oh yes it certainly does. Um all those crops um are are, are great for our products and services we report on the health in a, you could imagine a a big circular pivot irrigation um of wheat or barley or large broad acre dryland cropping it certainly is we've just found that the take up in terms of the let's say the high value per acre or hectic crops have been greater because um the influences of your interventions are much slower compared to wheat you know wheat you might see that there's a challenge um you you might have poor performing areas in the orchard in in your field and you could stage an intervention like a top dressing or a foliar spray and within days there's an improvement um in the citrus or the, let's say the permanent cropping industry it's not like that so farmers adopt our technology in those cropping areas because it's so much more relevant in terms of of the cost saving in the future Where does it go from here your business ad is obviously we're talking about uh, sub-saharan africa at the moment or rather specifically at the moment talking about south africa and you're in cape town speaking to me from there but uh, has it got the potential to spread throughout the continent and even further afield for example to the united states or to europe Yes um our whole model is to be completely scalable on a global level and we have already um opened up commercial offices in the United States in Los Angeles we operate um intensely in the Central Valley region on the west coast and in the Florida region on the east coast we are now also live and operational in Australia and South America and we are looking at going to Portugal and Europe probably within this year. 
So we are already on the ground on several continents around the world, operating, engaging um, with large-scale corporate farms. Fourth Industrial Revolution is the revolution, the industrial revolution that is, expands uh, uh, probably quicker than any of the previous three. So you must have intense competition as well, because people do pick up this technology and replicate it. Yes, we do have uh, competition. In South Africa, we're fortunate in the sense that um, the business started here. So when it comes to the quality of our machine learning models, um, no one can really compete because of the volumes of trees that we've scanned. In North America, there were several businesses there that, that have been operating there for several years. So we do have some competition. But what we have found is when it comes to the, um, the volumes of data collected, we are very much in a league of our own. I mean, just last week, we counted and we've scanned more than 45 million trees worldwide since we started. And no competitor can really compete with that. So when it comes to the way that our artificial intelligence and our machine learning models have been trained, no one really competes on our playing field because of the vast volumes. And then I think most importantly is that we're a business that is kind of has a farmer's first model. So we spend a lot of time consulting with our farmers to make sure that when we deliver our services to them, that it's in a manner in which suits them rather than a manner in which we think that they need to interpret it at. And we found that our software and our apps um, have high engagement rates because it's so relevant to the farmer because we're taking his consideration into account. Very good. It's a good news South African story for a change. Vic, thank you very much for your time. That's Victor Vandenberg from Aerobiotics. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.